All right, welcome to Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This week, you're getting another family episode, another special episode that is a little more lighthearted, but there is a little bit of a dark spot as well. Now, really quickly, if you are here to hear the review of the Foo Fighters album, if you've never listened to my podcast before, you're going to want to probably skip ahead to the 51 minute mark or so, and you'll get to where we start the review. If it's also your first time here and you just want to hear what the whole thing's about, this is a bit of, this is a special month for my podcast. I'm going and doing things a little out of the ordinary, but if you want to check it out and listen, that would be awesome. Otherwise, you can skip ahead, like I said. So, first off, being that this is a family episode, now this is the intro. But I'm sitting here with everybody's favorite co-host in the room with me. And I know what you're probably thinking. Is it the flip-flop, thong, horseshite guru? No, I said everybody's favorite. So you're probably thinking, oh, is Lord Andrew there with him? No, I said everybody's favorite. So you're probably thinking... Oh my God, did Kirsty fly all the way over there from Perth, Australia? And again, no, I said everybody's favorite, even Kirsty's favorite. So sitting here in the room with me, the official daughter of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, Sarah. Hello, Sarah. You got to talk. You can't just laugh. Hi. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) So Sarah is sitting with me because again, this is, I'm doing all family stuff this month and uh, she's just here doing the intro with me. So what we're going to do is get into what did Uncle Steve listen to this week because Matt's not here to tell us what the internet told him to listen to. Right, Sarah? He's not here, is he? No. No. (laughs) Okay, so I listened to four albums this week. One of them, as you probably have figured out, is Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters. I'll tell you all about what I think of that album here shortly. Maybe not so shortly, but in a bit. Uh, The second album is uh, by Queensryche, their brand new album, Digital Noise Alliance, which... uh, Pretty good album. Pretty good album. Sarah's over here yawning and then laughing at herself because she knows I hate yawning on my podcast. Oh, Sarah, you can do that really loud, funny laugh. Don't be like Matt and hide it. Get up. Get up. Get up here and laugh if you're going to laugh. Just sit there and laugh. You don't have to get real close to the mic either. It'll pick you up. And lastly, I listened to two albums by Megadeth. One was The World Needs a Hero. And of course, Sarah, what was the other one I listened to? What do you think it was called? I know what it's called. Say it. The, say it. You have to say it. <clears throat> the Sick, the Dying, and the Dead. Indeed. Indeed. And do you like that album? Yeah, I guess. Oh, God. I guess. Okay. So, let me tell you what <laughs> podcast I listened to this week. I listened to one podcast this whole week, and it was Asylum Tales from the Devereux Diary. They did an episode that is a very heartfelt episode 
definitely worth checking out. I won't say a whole lot about it because there's they 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 cover it very well and it's a very heartfelt episode. So next up, I'm going to do the retweets and the tweet quotes for first the episode that my sister was on, which we called the wait. Did you say the? Did I say what? Did you say the tweet quotes? Yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> the tweet quotes. Yeah. What? Oh my god. The official daughter doesn't even know Kirsty, how this all started. So here, I'll tell you real quick. If, and there might be some new people listening, so they may wonder, like, why are you calling it a tweet quote instead of a quote tweet? Originally, they were called quote tweets, but one time I was talking a little too fast, and I said, you know how you say words backwards sometimes? And I said, the tweet quotes, blah, 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 blah. And then I corrected myself. Well, the next week, Kirsty did a quote tweet, and she made it. And she made song lyrics out of it, but the but the word "queet twit" was in there, and I didn't know it until I had to sing it, and then I started laughing. And ever since then, they've been called "queet twits" instead of "quote tweets." So, the first episode was what was it called? The six album? No, no, the six band experiment with my sister Sarah, sister Sarah, my sister Sarah, as Alice Cooper would call it, right, Sarah, and. The retweets of that episode go as follows. Willie Valaverta in Finland. The Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. Ian White near Birmingham, England. His Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA. Ron Kramer in Washington State. The official detention teacher. I wish he was here right now, Sarah. He'd put you in detention. Gen Maryatani in Chiba, Japan. <laughs> Lord Andrew of Sussex, the husband of Sonia, the father of George, in or near Melbourne, Australia. And the quote quotes, Sarah. There's quite a few of them. So let's do the quote quotes. The official detention teacher's listening. If he hears you yawn, you will be in detention. Don't worry. He's put Matt in detention plenty of times. For yawning? No, for getting on Twitter while we're recording. He's even got Kirsty in there a couple times. You can ask her. <laughs> so the quote quotes for that episode. Uh, the Honorable Counselor, Sir Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party in Garvaugh, Northern Ireland. The only official detention teacher, Sarah. <laughs> you got me messing up now. You're yawning over here, so I'm thinking you're going to detention. He's not the official detention teacher. He's the official politician of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. He said, well, where to start? Great show, but what is this Springsteen bashing? He's not Dio. Yeah. He's the boss. Um, I'll have to tell you this, uh, counselor. Steve Harris is the boss in our eyes. On this podcast, it's either Uncle Steve's the boss or Steve Harris is the boss. So, Or me. No. What? He also said, amazing how little our musical lives really change beyond our teens and early 20s. That's true. Now, the real official detention teacher, Gen Mayutani, he said, now we all know that Uncle Steve is a huge Brett Michaels fan. Mm-hmm. This episode also gave me an opportunity to go back to my high school years and what I used to listen to the most. Here are my top seven bands then and now. 
During his high school years, let's see how many he matched up with me, Sarah. Ozzy, that's one. Halford, which I would say Judas Priest and Halford, so but Halford was in Priest, so uh no, no, he wasn't in there. So Ozzy, seven, Halford, six, Metallica, five, X Japan, four, Halloween, three. Iron Maiden, two, and Deep Purple at one. So we matched up on three. His current seven favorites, seven, Rainbow, six, Deep Purple, five, Sabbath, that's one of mine, four, Priest, three, Megadeth, two, Halloween, and one, Maiden. So we match up on four current ones. So the next guy, Sarah, you'll like this guy's name, Future Squash, 767 on YouTube. He said, almost forgot to do this, but I listened to this episode and it might be my favorite so far. The chemistry between Uncle Steve and his sister is great and I loved hearing them talk music. Great episode. Thank you, sir. His Royal Dudeness said, sorry, this statement cannot wait. I'm early into the pod and this has me L-M-A-O. What does that mean, Sarah? <laughs> Steve absolutely <laughs> Steve absolutely loved it. He sang to every song and he was screaming, I love you, Brett Michaels. We all know that's not true, but anyway. My sister's not the most honest person in the world, apparently. What was that, her tweet? That was her comment. She said, I went to a poison concert with her and I loved every minute of it. Whatever. I'd rather listen to go into the bathroom and listen to people take craps all night. <laughs> it's about the same sound. <laughs> Whatever. You've never even heard poison. And if you did, you'd rather be in a bathroom listening mm-hmm. to people take a crap. Now, Jesse, the delivery guy was next, Sarah, in Illinois. And he said, as a big brother, torturing your sisters is just something you do. Smelly socks, farting in their room, taking them to school in a piece of crap car brings back memories, but don't mess with my sister. Next up was Sarah, someone that you know, someone that you've met face to face on uh, Skype, Kirsty, And she said, um, You will love this episode. I guess it's too early for spoilers, so for now I'll just say that the guest is awesome with plenty of fun stories and laughs, and I wish her all the best. The guest is awesome. Maybe maybe she was listening to a different episode. I don't know. Probably one with me on it. Yeah, probably one with you. Yeah. Kirsty also said later, I am sharing Steve's sister's message. Do not put off your screening mammogram. As a radiographer, the most common comment I hear from new clients is, that wasn't that bad. This was also retweeted by Lord Andrew, Macabre, Grim, Scary George, as well as his royal dudeness, Dave in the USA. Now, speaking of royal dudes, he also sent in an email, Sarah. He has also, because of this email... And his email last week, I am calling him the Queet Twoter slash emailer of the month. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be bragging to all of his work people when he hears this. He said, 
was very sorry to hear what Steve's sister Sarah is going through with her breast cancer, wishing her the best during what is a very difficult time in her life. Given all she is dealing with, it was so great to hear her in such a great mood and laugh and joke around with Steve on the podcast. You will totally understand why Steve calls her the trooper. Hang in there, Sarah. I am sure that all of Steve's listeners are thinking of you and wishing good thoughts. And I said, as Steve and Sarah interact in this episode, you will get to hear more of her personality. And it's amazing how much the both of them are alike. (laughs) As Sarah says, I laugh at things a 12-year-old boy would find funny. I'm sorry, farts are funny. And then Dave says, yep, that also sounds like Steve. Well, me too, if I'm being honest. And then he wrote, grins. Does that mean he grins when he said it? <laughs> Was that a... Next, next up, he says, they throw digs at each other throughout, and it just makes you smile to hear her laughing and enjoying herself. Once again, given what she is currently dealing with. Right from the jump, Steve calls her his oldest sister. But then Sarah points out that she is younger than Steve. But then we find out this it's Steve's only sister, to which Steve then says, Okay, I have on the line with me my oldest and my youngest sister. L-O-L. What does that mean, for those that don't know? Laugh out loud. Thanks for the exuberance when you said that. <laughs> In the next segment... Can you give us an example of laughing out loud? (laughs) Good, Sarah. Good job. (laughs) In the next segment, you hear... In the next segment, you hear how Steve teased her throughout junior high and high school. Sarah recounts all the mean stuff Steve did to her. If you can relate to antics like your brother's dirty socks under your pillow or gum in your hair, this segment will make you smile. L-O-L-O-L-O. It will make anyone who had a sibling that they messed with in their younger years have a chuckle. Shh. I'm trying to get through this, please. Note, I would like entered into the record books that I will never not believe that Steve yelled out, I love you, Brett Michaels. At the Poison Warrant show, Steve took her and her friend to when they were younger. Well, if you want to believe that, go ahead. (laughs) And then Steve said, the worst thing about that concert was that y'all had really good seats. And then Sarah said, well, then why were you screaming and holding up signs? And I said, I was asking security to tase me. (laughs) At some point, they get into the music and they go back and forth sharing what bands they liked in high school and what bands they like now. And they rank them. All in all, a really fun, uplifting episode about someone powering through a difficult situation and enjoying a long conversation with her brother about the past, the present, and their love of music. Hang in there, Sarah. You are a trooper. You're not a trooper, though. You're really yawning every minute or two. Now, I also got an email from Jesse, the delivery guy, about a lot of things. Uh, Regarding this episode, he said, Enjoyed the podcast with your sis. They are special. Brought back a lot of memories of my sisters. Best wishes to your sis for a speedy recovery. And then he said something that 
I'm assuming he must have been drinking a lot. He said, that Matchbox 20 yourself or someone like you album kicks ass, by the way. Not sure. He also he also added um, that his wife got her first mammogram when she was 40 years old and his wife got a mammogram a month ago and had to go back last week for an ultrasound. Uh, he said, thankfully, it sounded like a cyst, thank God, but it really is a matter of life and death. No pun intended, but I liked how he said that. And he did give me permission to say this, Sarah, because I would not share anything like that without someone's permission. Um, I do appreciate the email, Jesse, and I do appreciate the email, Dave. Um, it's nice to have my sister hear those things, I'm sure. She'll be listening to this episode, as you know, who the guest is already. They do, because they are Patreons, Sarah. Um, and there was a couple of comments as well. Lord Andrew also added this comment. I started listening, and Sarah sounds like the person I'd wish to be if I was given a similar diagnosis. I can confirm that if she ever comes to Australia, it is best to treat every living thing as potentially life-threatening. Do that, and she'll have a great time. For those listening, Sarah is no longer in the room. I was getting a little too much attitude, so I just let her go back downstairs. Ron Kramer said, I thought it was great the way you guys could insult each other jokingly and be okay with it. My sister could not handle it. I rarely talk to her because she always gets offended and complains to other family members, usually twisting the story in her favor. And I hate to hear that, uh... Uh, about your sister, I mean, I've got I've got other family members that I can definitely uh, understand. I can relate to that because I've got other family members that are kind of that same way. Um, but yeah, my sister and me, we both have you know the self deprecating humor where we can just pretty much insult each other and laugh and insult each other and laugh and insult each other and laugh and insult each other and laugh and, and, other and, laugh. and that's literally that's just how we've been. That's just how we've been forever. We've just been that way for so long. So. Um, I do appreciate the comments, guys. Um, now, I did also last Saturday, uh, me and Matt did a special episode based on the Future Past tour that was announced. Uh, I guess it wasn't last Saturday. It was the Saturday before. And um, I wanted to share the retweets and the quote quotes from that one as well. Uh, really quickly, uh, Ron Kramer in Washington State retweeted. Luis Mariano in Venezuela the R4 podcast in Massachusetts, USA, Soto Enrique on Twitter, Roger Loves Music on Twitter, Esteban Suarez in Colombia, His Royal Dudeness, Dave in the USA, Elvis Presley in Leamington Spa, which I found out is in the UK, but hey, it's good to know Elvis is alive and out there and he's listening to the podcast. Very cool. Uh, Juan Gatan, the trooper, in Nicaragua. Gen Maryutani in Chiba, Japan. The Scouser, David Laird in Liverpool, England. Andrew J. in England. And Willie Valaverta in Finland. Now, the quotes go as follows. The Honorable Counselor, Sir Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party in Garva, Northern Ireland. What he had to say is as follows. 
So much fun speculating what will be in this set list. For those getting hung up on five cyborgs and five samurai, they did promise five from Beast for Matter of the Beast and only did four. Still not over it. Great show as ever, Uncle Steve. Thank you. Gen Maritani. So much fun speculating what will be in this set list. For those getting hung up on five side... Wait a minute. You know what? I have the exact same thing <laughs> for both of these guys. So, uh, let me uh, let me really quickly go in here and find their tweet quotes because now I don't like that I'm reading the wrong one. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Sorry, guys. Sorry for the uh, confusion. Okay, that was the counselor's tweet quote. Gen Maritani said, We are all excited by the news. Uncle Steve and Matt make predictions of the future past tour. And surprisingly, I agree with them a lot on this episode. Here are my Here's my prediction of the set list. Uh, he says, uh, Caught somewhere in time. Stratego, Riding on the Wall. Trooper, Alexander the Great, Days of Future Past, Stranger in a Strange Land, The Time Machine, Hell on Earth, Fear of the Dark, Heaven Can Wait, Iron Maiden, and then the Encore is Number of the Beast, Wasted Years, and Hallowed Be Thy Name. Not enough Senjutsu for me in there. Uh, Lord Andrew also said, Have I ever told you about my tour projection? <laughs> Sit right down, I'll tell ya. Every song to play. So that's a bad rendition of Time Machine. But he tells you what he thinks. Uh, Kirsty in Perth said, I'm back from my holiday and catching up on the podcasts, starting with this. Ian White near Birmingham said, Can't wait to hear this one and will definitely get tickets for the UK tour. Never saw somewhere in time. And I can confirm that he has emailed me and told me he did get tickets, so he did get them. Uh, Dave in the USA said, Additional set list ideas. Time Machine fits the Somewhere in Time concept. Musicians like to be challenged playing songs they've never played. Uh, Distance Runner would have Bruce in 80s shorts and a Puma tank top. <laughs> and they might just pick songs Yannick dances the best to. Those are all choices, I guess. Uh, Metal Chat with Melissa. She just said listening right now. And... Uh, Future Squash 767 said, Getting my Queet quote in. I'm beyond excited for this tour and hope it comes to America. And lastly, Eric Goal in South Carolina. I think he's in South Carolina. Yeah, he is. He said, Lost in a Lost World and Time Machine over Darkest Hour. Steve, no. Those are the two tracks I usually skip. I absolutely love Darkest Hour. Time Machine has a cool chorus and ending... And ending jams bit, though. I just can't stand the verses. Now, we are going to get to my guest right now. So, let me introduce you to my nephew. My true blood nephew, who can really call me Uncle Steve, as you will hear. Aaron in Texas. All right, 
Welcome back to another episode of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. As you've noticed, this month has been pretty personal. A little more personal, a lot more personal than I usually try to get. Uh, having my wife on, having my sister on in the past. If you haven't heard those episodes, they're both really good. You should check them out. And we're going to continue the trend this week. Um, this is going to be the first time ever that I've had a guest on that can really, truly, and honestly, through the bloodline, call me Uncle Steve, and it's really, I'm his uncle. So, with me, <laughs> sitting in the room, I have um, my oldest sister's youngest son, Aaron. Hi. <laughs> I wasn't done. Oh, I'm sorry. It's going to get bigger and better, but... Oh, no, 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 no. You don't need to build me up. And um, as you've already, if, you, if you're listening, you've probably already seen the description. He is wearing an appropriate t-shirt to match the band we are talking about today. But if you haven't seen the description, I won't name the band yet. But doing all the family uh, stuff this month and, and just making it kind of a little more personal going on, Aaron here has been related to me you, all your life. You know, how old are you? 22? Yes. Dang, man. Look I'll, at you go. I was trying to, Vanessa asked me the other day, like, or, <laughs> you didn't or, know. or Matt was asking me, like, how, how old is this kid? And I was just like, he's 21, 20, 22, somewhere in that age. Yeah. So I got it. Okay, good deal. And, um, and just uh, to clarify, it's not Kirsty and Mark, it's Kirsty and Matt. <laughs> Hi, Kirsty and Matt. Sorry for butchering y'all's names. Yeah, the first I was talking to him on the phone the other day. I called and I just said, "Hey, we're just." I was just kind of giving him the rundown of, "Hey, we'll talk about the album. We'll rate each song at the end. We'll do the rankings and all this stuff." And he goes, "Well, yeah, I've been listening. Um, I, I know you got Kirsty and Mark, uh, your your co-hosts." And and I went, "Kirsty and Matt." And he goes, "I've only listened to two episodes. I mean, that's not bad for two episodes." And I told I told Matt that you said that. And he goes. That really isn't bad if he's only listened to two episodes. <laughs> Plus, he hasn't listened to episodes with us. So That's true. You don't even know what either one of them sounds like. I do not. Kirsty is English. She's from England. Wow. Matt is from Australia. No wonder you do it over, over yeah. Skype. Well, Matt lives in Kansas City. Still, that's a Skype call. Okay. Kirsty is from England, but she lives in Australia. Wow. The, the tie here is Matt was born in or near Perth, mm-hmm. Australia, which is... West Australia, very far west Australia. Right. I didn't know that, so I'm just telling you. Kirsty was born in England. She lives in Perth. Wow. What's that noise? That's my phone. Sorry. Okay. I got to have it on. He's on call, so if just in case he gets a weird noise, we may have to cut. So here. Anyway, so we're going to talk about uh, an album today, but we're going to get into some uh, family stuff just a little bit. So obviously, you are my oldest sister's son. <laughs> Do you and I told you to think about this. So, do you have any stories? Has your has your mom ever told you any good stories about growing up with me? I mean, you, nothing y'all didn't cover on y'all's nothing podcast. We didn't cover. Okay. So you got the gym socks or the not the work socks from being the dishwasher. Yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah. Uh, and have you ever heard the story about the gum in the hair? Because I no, I, I hadn't even until called that. my brother about this a couple days ago and asked him. He's like, I don't remember that either. So I'm thinking it might. But then here's the thing. You know, because she said, you made me, I made her so mad, or she made me so mad that I put gum in her hair. I should have asked her, what did you do to make me so mad? I thought you brought that up. No, she brought that she up. She brought that I up. I was like, I don't remember doing that. I, I don't even know that I did it. 
She's saying I did it. Maybe someone else did it. Maybe she's getting it yeah, mixed up. Could it be? Could be? Mm-hmm. Could be? So, okay. So we are going to cover like so. You, Mister Twenty Two, man, that makes me a lot older now. Don't think too. What's old. the best stories? Okay, I know you got to have at least a couple of stories here. They're going to be. I, I told. I told. I told Kirsty the other day when we were texting. I said, uh, "Hey, I said I got someone coming on this week because because what she said originally was because because uh, um." Your grandma, my mom, had made a post on Facebook in the in the group mm-hmm. about, oh, I really love this episode with me and your mom. Yeah. And Kirsty came behind it, and she made a comment to her, just like, oh yeah, well, I'm, I can understand why. And I told Kirsty, I said, well, hey, it was nice of you to you know interact with my mom a little bit. She goes, well, your mom sounds really cool. I hope she's your next week's guest. And I go, well, bad news, she's not. <laughs> you got someone a lot cooler. Yeah, a lot I'm cooler. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mimi. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Thought so, I'd shout you out. Yeah. So, um, I know that we have a couple of stories. Like one, here's one story that I remember from a long time ago and it's not even really a story. It's just, it's a picture when you were a little kid. Yes. That classic picture. The classic picture of me on the couch. I don't know if anyone's familiar with this stuff called bubble tape. It's basically like a, it almost looks like a, like a can of snuff. It's the size of a can of snuff, I guess. Right. Tobacco, whatever. And, but it's, it's gum. It's like a line of gum and it just, it's a big it's a, it's like a roll of tape, but it's a roll of gum. And they, my mom had bought this one. It was 10 feet. Yes. <laughs> 10 feet long. Like you stretch it 10 feet long of tape. So I proceeded because my mom, I said something about like, well, I could easily fit that in my mouth. My mom was like, no, you can't. So you know what happened next? I just grabbed the entire roll. I didn't unroll it and put it in little by little. I just shoved the whole thing in my mouth. And that's easy. The hard part is starting to chew it and then it expands. <laughs> so I'm chewing it and chewing it and chewing <laughs> it and chewing it. And you and your brother are sitting on the couch, I guess, next to me. And I remember this. And the picture is me looking at you mm-hmm. and smiling. And all you can just see is this pink gum in my yes. mouth. And the look on your face is what? Confused and terrified. Terrified. Together. <laughs> it's what I think my mouth is wide open. Yeah. Yeah. Just staring at the gum. Maybe I can find that picture and post it on Twitter. I'm sure you can. It's around. It's It's around. around. Yeah, definitely. And, um, so we've been on, let's see, we've been on vacation together. We've probably, I've seen you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's, I asked you if you had any good stories to tell. I mean. So go ahead. Just tell the story. Uh, so. Two years ago. Two years ago, uh, Uncle Steve invited me to go to Alaska with him. Uh, on a family vacation. Family vacation. All the family was there of S- Uncle Steve's and me. So I proceeded to go to Alaska with him. Uh, we arrive at the airport at Ooh. what? What was it? Seven in the morning? Yes, yeah, like seven, 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 seven in thirty. The, yeah. Seven in the morning. Yeah. For a nine thirty flight. For a nine thirty flight. We and, thought. <laughs> we we thought. Uh, the the flight gets delayed. And we are at the airport for, mm. I would say, about 12 hours. Well, you already, first thing, here, let me, I'm, okay, I don't want to correct. You could go back and we'll tell go back your, and, your side. So we get to this, we get to the airport first off. I go up and try to check in for the flight. And the lady says, well, that flight is already done boarding. And I was like, wait a minute, we're here at 730. It's a 930 flight. And she starts, she's like, wait a minute, what? Wait, let me, you know, and we go through this big series of, let me check, let me first make sure you're at the right airport. Right. So we did that. Okay, you're at the right airport. 
I had bought these on a third party app instead of directly from the air airline. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that that flight time had been rescheduled two hours earlier, and I never got notified at all. So we basically missed our flight to Alaska, and I'm like, you, I don't know what to do here. And it was very frustrating. So I reached out to customer service for that third-party company, and that's where it got ugly. Because at this point, I had went to work the day before, worked all night, came home, tried to sleep a couple hours, couldn't sleep. So at this point, we get to the airport. I'm probably on about 24 hours. Yeah, of, of, of no, being awake. Of being yeah. awake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then I'm going back and forth with the customer service. No, it's like I can't get a hold of anybody. And I'm like, we're all sitting at the airport with all our bags and we're like, okay, well, we got to go to Alaska because I've got reservations at a hotel. Mm-hmm. We can't come back tomorrow. And so I finally, I go back and forth all day with these, you know, for hours with these people. I finally, 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 after multiple people get our everything refunded, I just went ahead and bought new tickets for us to fly, but the flight was, I think, seven or eight hours later. I want to say it was longer than that, or it felt longer than that, because you were, yeah, you were dealing with it for a long time. Yeah. Um, but dealing with it made him a very miserable person to be with for the first three days of the vacation. Well, we gotta add this too. We get to Alaska. We finally get to Alaska. We well, we get to Seattle first. Then we fly to Alaska. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to the hotel. I've been awake for about 40 hours. <laughs> right. And that's probably the longest I've ever been awake in my life. So so I there was a point. <laughs> I'm going to get to this point and then you can start. To, you can tell your side of it. I don't know how much there is to add. Uh, this will kind of explain. Yeah. It. So I, I just something. Hey, we left something in the car or whatever. Okay. I'll run out to the car and grab something. And we, you know, I didn't, I guess the room was not very, it was too was it? Would you say there were queen size beds? Maybe yes. Two queen size beds, and where uh, one bed should have been. Yeah, room enough for one bed, but there was two shoved in there. That's yeah, yeah, like. right. And so there's five of us. Mm-hmm. You know, you got three adult size men: me, you, and Noah. Yeah. You got Vanessa and Sarah's. She's a teenage kid, whatever. Right. So okay, Sarah and, and we had a cot, right? Yes. Yeah. So there was beds for everybody. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, me and Noah will share the bed. You'll get the cot. Sarah and Vanessa get the other bed. Exactly how it should have been. So, how it should have been. So I go downstairs. I come back. Noah's laying on the cot. Aaron's in the bed, and I'm like, forty. I'm you know I'm I'm right. very sleep deprived. Like what what's going on? Well, Noah, why are you over there? I don't want to sleep in the bed with anybody. I'm like, yeah, but you're my son and he's my sister's kid. It's just, it's just, it makes more sense. Right. And, and you're bigger than him. You're taller. I you're, am. you're older, you know. I am. So, needless to say, we had to share a bed, me and you. Yes. For, what, seven nights? Seven miserable nights. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about Aaron, because I would sleep and I would just be like, I'll get on the edge of the bed and stay there. And I'd, I mean, I remember waking up one night, Aaron's arm was on top of my head, or Aaron's, I don't know, you would just be like way off in the middle of the bed or sideways, and I'm and, and I'm not the kind of, there was a couple times where I would get so irritated, I'd just really shove you hard, and you'd never wake up. Yeah, never. I'm a very heavy sleeper. Um, <sighs> but one thing about that, it's like, I've always been like that. You can ask anyone 
Yeah. And I I just can't control it. And that's one thing I was just like, yeah, I'll sleep in a bed with Uncle Steve. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it just didn't occur to me that it would annoy him. <laughs> to, I mean, I was <laughs> to a, no extent. It, and 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 here's the thing: sleep, not sleeping for forty hours. It's you can't make up for that amount of sleep. No. And, and then the, the other thing is, I'm in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time. I, I can't sleep a twelve or fourteen hour day. I don't. I can't right. waste that much time because when am I going to be in Alaska again? Yeah. So it's like we go to bed at like probably I don't know. Seemed like it was two in the morning. Oh, I don't remember that. First and night. and you know, and we had gained four or five hours. Mm-hmm. So you know, I had a, basically a twenty eight hour regular day plus all the just extra time and right. So, you know, waking up after eight hours of sleep, I felt better, but it just it, it nothing. And I'm a different. I'm, I've changed as a person a little bit since then, right? You know, but I was just miserable and grumpy as hell for, like you said about the first three days. And I'm talking, just mean, right? Mean to this boy. Yeah. And <laughs> what was your fa- what was your worst memory of that? That I was like totally rude to you. I can remember a couple, but you probably remember them better than I do. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just tried to make the best out of it, honestly. Uh, I, I just tried to avoid him to the point. Yeah. I, I would leave the room at night because I know he didn't want me in there. <laughs> I, this, I mean, this is all true. But it wasn't during the sleeping time. That's when I would have wanted you yeah. to either. So I could have the right. bed to myself. <laughs> have the bed to myself. Right. Uh, man, you're going to have to count how many times I say right. I've said it like, That's okay. probably like 20 times already. Uh, the words like. Like. I, um, it's just, yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's, okay. it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it was just one of those things. I don't remember... Uh, too many things, but I remember I would just say a joke or something, and you would very, you would just <laughs> yeah. go like I mean you could be in a good mood, like and I would, I would tell a joke, and then you would just stare. Yeah, you would just like death stare me, and I would just like oh, okay. I, was, I think you know, and I talked about this later. I just said we've never invited. We've had my mother, right, Mimi. We've had her on the, many trips, and she knows how to deal with me. She knows yeah. when, like, she can read me. I mean, I'm her kid. So she kind of knows, okay, let me just not, she knows when not to push, you know, right. plus she's, you know, around, you know, my dad and she, right. you know, so she's dealt with that kind of a little bit. And, and, but you, I was like, he's never really been around me more than just like, anytime we've been around each other, it's a holiday or whatever. And we it's just joke and, and have fun. And, but it was like, I, I think it, it, to me, I thought it messed so much with the dynamic of the family. Because sometimes I'd be trying to have like a serious talk with one of my kids. And then Aaron would just start just making a <laughs> random dumb joke. And I'm just like, come on, I'm trying to have a moment, you know, like a real moment. Like, you know, not just a goof moment, like a real kind of serious, a little bit serious. And and you would start being like, hey, and I'd be like, oh my God, why did I invite him? And... Because I and I was like, I literally, when I invited you, I was like, he'll be the perfect one to invite. And I'm glad you went because Sarah and Noah, that's it's a cousin thing. Yes. Because y'all got to spend. You don't get to do that a lot with cousins. It, I had a great time with them. Yeah, and that's what was what I wanted. I was like, because I tried to invite a different cousin, which hurts. <laughs> that cousin was not able to go, but that cousin doesn't get to travel nearly. Like you've traveled. I understand. And so I've tried to invite, but there's, you know, no reciprocation on that end, which is okay. You know, it's okay. Right. You know, not everybody loves Uncle Steve the way... The way I do. The way people that get a free (laughs) trip to... You didn't get it free, though. You paid for your... I paid for half the ticket. (laughs) Part of the flight. Part of the flight. And that's all I asked for. All of my food. That's all I asked for. I said, hey, you cover your food, half the flight I'll give you in. Yeah. So, but that was... um, And there was a... 
I'm not going to say it, but you remember the, were you on the hike? That Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about a second ago when you were talking. I was like, I totally no, forgot about that. That wasn't a bad moment. That was the best part of the vacation for, for me. You? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he deserves all, that. <laughs> all the misery that you put me through led up to that moment. Do you miss the misery? Nope. I won't go there yet. Um, I won't go there yet. Hang on. Yeah, let me, let me get into my notes here. If anyone knows what song that album's from, which they probably already read the description, so there's a description on the podcast. Oh, is there? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the trip, Alaska was awesome. I mean, it the was, scenery was, was awesome. Beautiful. We went on the, um, what was it, the glacier tour? The ice. That glacier tour glacier thing we went tour, on? yes. And that was, the, the, the views there were. Was it the 26th glacier tour or something? Whatever it was, it was just, it was very expensive. Yes. Um, but very it was mediocre big, food. Very mediocre food, but it was. But it, but the size, the, oh, the size worth was it. worth it. So anyway, so yeah, so um, it was. Uh, that wasn't my finest moment, you know. And I've had a lot of un, not very fine moments, you know. <laughs> and that was definitely it ranks up there. But it was all right. You know, I, but, I I think near the end, maybe you started <laughs> understanding what it was like to be around me. I'm. I try to make the best out of everything, and I always try to joke around. And, and that's me a lot. Yeah, and I think you, ha- I think you hated that. I, you know, I am like you, <laughs> and I think you hated that because I would crack a joke, and that people would laugh, and then you would crack a joke, and everyone would be like, "No one laughs at my yeah, jokes anyway." Yeah, just because you were grumpy. I amused myself. Yeah. So. yeah, no one. Everyone was mad at me that week, so mostly. That's okay. You you did have a good excuse. You really yeah. you, di- you did. I mean. For the first half, you, 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 but you have to be in control of your emotions better than I didn't handle it well. So, and you know, and to your credit, you didn't hate my gut since then. So, if you I, do, you shielded it really well. Maybe you're waiting for this moment to <laughs> to really lash yeah, like out I, on like you. I, like I said to your mom, I said, okay, now you have the you have the floor. Is there anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to? So no, I have I have no resentment. I, so, I don't I don't really hold grudges. Yeah, I think it would have been better. I think the best way to do a vacation like that would be. If you're if you went and your mom went, yeah, and then y'all had y'all's own room, and we just had that like would have been awesome. a little bit of space, you know. I think that's what we needed was some space because that's probably what I needed from you and you needed from me. But but the thing was is like you, it was so hard to do it at that moment because it was so expensive. Yeah, I was yeah. working at a grocery store. Yeah. I I was, I could barely afford half the plane ticket and my yeah. food, and I was over here struggling. Y'all were going out to eat, and I was like. I'll eat a sandwich in the, uh, in the <laughs> But it was you know, and the room was a lot smaller than I envisioned. Yeah, I just that was the hotel was incredible, but the room was not very incredible. So anyway, yeah. enough of that story. So um you know, I don't have a lot of questions lined up here. Oh, do you have any good stories about your mom that you would like to share with anybody? Any just like just one good story, clean story, kinda clean. Oh Let's, you know what? Let me nix that. We talked about your mom having cancer. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about it all? It's a big, broad question. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's very hard to go through. Yeah. Uh, she was the only parent I was really close to for the longest time. Sure. And uh, having the one person that really cares about you go through the hardest time of their life is one of the. I don't, it's one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever gone through. Sure. And. Uh, Hard to watch. To, to tie into this music podcast, I when I listen to music now, it it, it has so much more meaning behind mm-hmm. everything. I'm way more emotional listening mm-hmm. to any music than I have ever been. 
I was I was listening to one of our favorite band, me and my mom's favorite bands, Bull October. His new mm-hmm. album just came out Friday. Okay. And one of the songs just I, it just made me tear up. It yeah. just it, and it it wasn't even something related to her. It was just like my emotions have come out come out because we relate with to music yeah. together. Yeah. And when when we listen to that, it's just like it was just a beautiful song. It, it was something unexpected and I was, I was listening to it on the way home and it just, it just made me really happy yeah. and sad at the same time. Sure. Sure. When we were doing this, uh, you know, when listening to these songs the first time, cause I haven't listened to this album in, in probably a few years. Yeah. The whole thing or just songs off of it. The whole, uh, none of it. I, I'm really? an album person, you know, I just I, listen I just to albums. Like, yeah. And so, I mean, I might've heard one random song somewhere, right? but when the song, one of these days came on, mm-hmm. man, I mean, I was just driving, I was on the way to work. And literally, as soon as he said, one of these days, he says, you know, your heart will stop and play his final beat. And I just let my eyes just welled up and I started crying in the car, like not bawling, but just tears coming. And I was just like, I'm in in a different emotional place in my life as well than I would, you know, kind of ever since I had kids. Yes. It changed me a lot, but not enough. You know, it's still, I'm still working on it. Right. But um, man, I hadn't heard it in so long and it just hit me and I was just like, wow, Mm -hmm. that's rough. You know, it's it's a good song. It's It's a, it's a great album. Yes, and we're and there. There are so many lyrics in these songs, yeah. and I mean, like you said a, a little earlier, that some some songs he wrote in like two minutes. One song in particular, yeah. Yes, and it still has. I I I've read the lyrics with that song, and I <laughs> they're pretty I, cool. And it, yeah, and I I saw meaning behind it. Sure. And he says he wrote it in two minutes. I'm thinking he wrote it and then tweaked it. You know, I'm sure it wasn't just okay. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, he. I mean, all right, we're so gonna start. Some, we're gonna start doing vocals in two minutes. Ready? Go. Some people can do that. I, I believe he, pro- he can probably can. He's, yeah, yeah. The more you do something, the better you get at it. Right. So it's like people are probably wondering, like, well, that's why this will technically be your best podcast. Yeah, ever. best one. They're probably people. I think people are probably wondering why doesn't this get any better? It just keeps getting. Like it just stays the same. It just sucks. No, so. you you have better and better guests. That's true. Yeah. So okay. So we, we we kind of we've 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 brushed around the what we're going to talk about just a little bit, but um, we are going to talk about the album "Wasting Light" by the Foo Fighters, and that's not generally a band that I listen to much. I mean, that's literally the only full. I might have listened to a couple of other full albums, but that's the one that when I listen to it and when I read about it, I mean everything that I think about this album, they talk about how they want it to just be just crammed full of melodies and just quick songs. I guess the album, they said the album before it was pretty experimental. Um, it was, it had like something comma, something comma and something. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, echo silence, patient and grace. Echo silence. Yeah, that was it. That yeah. one is, in, that was in 07. They said it was pretty experimental. So they tried to, uh, that was where they uh, started bringing in the heavier side of uh, Foo Fighters with the, uh, light melodies. They they started mixing. They were like, I, he's like, I didn't realize I could do both of those in the same song. It's almost a Nirvana tray, really. Yeah, you know, because Nirvana songs were softer, and then they built up, and like, and that's that's a great formula. It is. I mean, yeah. yeah. Look at every Nirvana song that "Come as You Are" was like that. "Smells yeah. Like Teen Spirit" was like that. "Heart Shaped Box" is like that. Uh, was "Smell Like Teen Spirit" really like that? Yeah. It was like, I mean, they had that guitar riff. You know what it gives Load up on Yeah, that's true. And then the chorus gets big, and then it gets... It just... 
up and down, and it's right. it gets your emotions up That's and true. down. So he's real good at that. And of course, I've only seen Dave Grohl in concert once. You've seen him in concert in 1993. Wow, was it? He was a drummer. Oh, so did you see Nirvana? Yeah. Wow. December. That's cool. I think it was December eighth, nineteen ninety three, which you know Kurt Cobain was dead in April, maybe literally four months later. Yeah. So, um, and it was I left early. Did you really? It was the most boring concert I'd ever seen. Really? Yeah. It, they imagine they imagine they play like you know, and everyone goes crazy. Thanks. Yeah, he was. Like, it was just, thanks. And then they'd just, like, go into the next song, and it was just like... That was him, though. Yeah, but there was just no energy, and, and it was just like you, you... I think that was the same month he, either that, or he had, the month before, overdosed, like, when they were in France or something. And so, right. he was either suicidal or maybe being married to Courtney Love had gotten him, you know, where he was... I mean, there was a, a <laughs> lot of things, you know, I mean... Being a heroin addict, I'm, I think, is what everything, you know, that was the main thing. Yeah. Whether he killed himself... Or not. Or not. He did die, you know, four months yes. later. It appears to be suicide. That's There's never been anything proven otherwise unless you believe that stupid documentary. I don't think Kurt I ever Courtney. saw that, but I, I know it's the, interesting, I know but story. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a lot of, it's, it's stretching things. But anyway, you know, I don't want to go off too far there. Well, I have also once seen Dave Grohl live, and that was in 2017. I think you could check the shirt. 17 or 18. Turn so, around. Let me just roll around here. Uh, 2018. 18. Yes. Yeah, so wonderful concert, and I would rank that concert at my number one. Who spot. opened? Uh, the Struts. The Struts. They have. Are they from England? I think so. The, no, I'm thinking of the Strokes or something. They're, the Strokes. I saw they opened up for Red Hot Chili Peppers, okay. and we missed them because of the traffic. And they're English. Well, one of those bands is English, and I saw them open for. Um, oh gosh, who's the one who does Simple Man? Uh, the cover. Leonard Skinner. No, no, no! The cover—they do a cover of it. Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you would—you know who they are. I don't um, listen to covers. It's a cover song. You—you <laughs> you would have heard it. it, was, it they, they did it real big. Oh my gosh! Enemies. They do enemies. They do enemies. Oh gosh, I can't even think. Well, I can't think of the name. They're a really good band, though. I really, really like them. I just can't think of their name right now. Sarah would know, and she'll probably bust in here at some point anyway. So okay. Uh, the Struts, they have one big song. What's their big song called? Um, could Have Been Me or something along the lines of that. Should Have Been Me, Could Have Been Me, Would Have Been Me. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh, um, you can edit that out. I was going to do my Spotify. Shine Down. Shine Down. That's who we saw, I think, the Struts or whatever opening for. Okay, so anyway. We're going to go song by song. Through Wasting Light, and we're going to... Um, could, it, could have been me. I'm going to play a little bit of... Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the music uh, of each song a little bit, just so it's kind of in place. And uh, so, But this album, okay, this album came out April 12th, 2011. Yes, when I was 11. When I you were just el- turned 11. Okay. And, you know, I want to I wanna say something real quick. And now that you said memories... Uh-oh. Um, no... Because Uncle Steve was the one that introduced me to this song, to this album, not the band. I've known for this album. Band. Yes, I remember because we were you. You lived in that other house down the road, 
Okay. Right. I've lived in many. We, and we were, were going to Walgreens to pick up a prescription. <laughs> and it, it, I remember it because me and, me and Brett were in the car, my brother, and you go, hey, I have a song to play for y'all. And we were like, okay. And they're like, tell me who this is. And uh, all you hear is... Was it the opener? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And we were like, Brett was trying to guess, and I was like, "Is this the Foo Fighters?" And you're like, "Yeah." And you know, Uncle Steve starts air drumming. Of course. Yeah, that was the first time I had ever heard this song, and I'm assuming it was probably around when it came out. Interesting, because I'm—I mean, like I said, I'm not an album. This isn't a band I go shopping for albums, but I. We'll get into my thoughts here. Okay. Um, a couple of quick facts about it. It was recorded. It was uh, produced by Butch Vig, who also produced Nevermind by Nirvana. Yes. That, uh, they had yeah. gotten in together before the recording of this album to record a greatest hits thing, mm-hmm. and they worked together, and he was like, I want you to produce our next album. I want to record it in my garage, and I want it to be done on all analog equipment. No digital. Nothing digital. So this dude has to go and basically learn how to edit stuff again like he had done it years ago but he's like I haven't done that and cut you know you hear about guys cutting tape and all the crap that they do or whatever so he had to do all that so the album was recorded completely and like they said they they felt like things were sounding too processed and they wanted it to just get back to sounding like a rock and roll record which Mm -hmm. is really really cool he said he said we could play a stadium he said anybody that can play a stadium can go to the best recording studio in the world and just get all the best producer in the world and just make it sound so perfect. He goes, that's not what I want. I want a rock and roll record. And I thought that was really cool. Um, and like I said, he said that the last few albums, like I said earlier, had been experimental. And so they were trying to get back. Uh, Pat Smear, who was in Nirvana for a short time at the end as yeah. their touring guitar player, mm-hmm. also was in the Foo Fighters when they kind of first got going for a while. Then he left the band came back as a touring member not as a real member mm-hmm. then on this album was the first album that he was officially oh I didn't know that a member of the band again yeah I was reading this last night I was like it's pretty cool that is cool and um, so they recorded this album and we're gonna go right now we're gonna get into song by song see what you think about them see what I think about them uh, you can say whatever you like about the songs but the first song here uh, the first song is called Bridge Burning And it goes like this.
What do you think? Give me your thoughts. Give me your notes. Give me whatever you got. It's got one of the strongest starts to an album, I think, almost ever. It's just, it has, it's the punchy guitar. Mm-hmm. When the drums come in, it just carries everything in one hard hitting ball of rock. It's yeah. just like classic Foo Fighters. In my, this, this is the pinnacle of how you should start an album. Yeah, it, it, they they really bring it on this song. I, they said, let me say, they said that they wanted every song of this album to sound like what you would expect when you hear the Foo Fighters, and it sounds like that's what you're saying. It's exactly what I'm saying. It it, it is. It, it's just hard to put into words. You know, when you hear that song, you headbang. You oh man, bobbing. Yeah, it, 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 it builds the the way it builds into the drums and the way the drums yeah. break down. Yeah, and then it just carries. You know. It's getting kind of late, and I don't want to wait no more. It's a sideways glances, comes the king of second chances. Then it just builds right back up. Whatever keeps you on the night. My friend Matt's going to love this episode. He's He's going to be like, click off. (laughs) Done. Sorry, Matt. But you've described almost a lot of what almost every one of these songs do. There's great builds, and there's great breakdowns. I think this song does. Yeah, I, maybe it's just be, it's because it's the first song on the album, mm-hmm. and it grabs your attention. Oh, yeah. And maybe that's what it was meant to do. Oh yeah, that's why it was put first. But it, it's not shy of being. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that one. Okay. But it's just like it's just a great start. I got a lot of stuff I wrote down. You, go <laughs> you can see it. you can see my screen's got a lot of stuff. You know the the interesting riff at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and then the then there's the dun 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 dun. Then another guitar comes in with, then Taylor Hawkins starts just going nuts on the drums immediately, and then uh, these are my famous last. He just yeah. screams it. Oh, I love his screams. Um, and then when he gets to the, the 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 first set of real verses, oh, won't you let me twist your fate? Yeah. And it's like I'm like, what a cool melody. Mm-hmm. That's that's already one melody. That's one great melody. <laughs> Then there's another time, or there's another time, another place, another line on your face, and I like the. I just think this line sounds cool. Down crooked stairs and sideways glances comes the king of second chances. Um, the melody in the bridge, like whatever keeps you warm at night. Like there's another melody there, and I'm just like, what a god, this is awesome, so good. Um, then the chorus, your bridges are burning now, and that's another phenomenal melody. I know. Like, like like we're three. Like this is like. Three for three. A lot of songs don't have three good melodies. They don't even have one good melody. This mm-hmm. one's got three, and you're like literally into the first chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, Taylor Hawkins drumming on this album is oh, his best drumming. Is it of his career? See, because I don't know. I'm not really. I mean, I'm familiar with the hits before, mm-hmm. so I right. recognize some of it. But no, this is the best Taylor Hawkins era. Awesome. That's is. awesome. And it may be. It's the music around it that yeah. allows him to perform like that. Sure. It's, 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 fr- it's so, frenetic. It's so it's punchy. Yeah. It's so precise. And, I mean, there's there's not a part in this album where you're, you you don't just listen to the drums and him carrying it. He's like, go, he does a lot. Yes, yeah, he's, he does a lot for this album. And, you know, because Dave Grohl is a drummer, mm-hmm. I wrote this somewhere later, but I was like, is there a more talented band with drummers at this point ever? Like... Dave Grohl's phenomenal, and Taylor Hawkins is almost... I mean, I don't know enough about him, 
But like he's he could do whatever Dave can do. Yeah. Like, like which was the problem earlier, I think, because they had a different drummer. Yes. And Dave goes in there and re-records his stuff, you know. Yeah, that, and that's that why, was on the second album. That's why he quit. So, yeah. <laughs> but so then there's another part, um, you know, where he says, where he's kind of yelling the, you know, tell me what's what's in it for me. No one's getting this for free, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, that's cool. Then the part uh, that I was kind of alluding to a minute ago, gather in the ashes, yeah. everything thrown away. It's another killer melody. I'm just like, ah, dang, there's so many great melodies in the song. Everything in this song is a melody. Mm-hmm. I'm like. These guys are geniuses because because they also wrote every guy gets credit for every song on this album. Yes, so which I think, is really I think they did a, a later Queens thing there. Okay, it, well, well, and then this is this is something you said that I'm gonna also echo. What a perfect album opener! I'm like, it's full of energy. You turn it on and like I told you, I would listen to the album and the song. The album ends pretty strong and it would go into this and I just wouldn't. I'd be like. And there's something else I need to be doing here. I got to just listen to, and I'd go through and listen to the whole album again. And the next thing you know, it's, I'm like, crap, I got to get, I got to get onto the next song here. I got to do the next album or whatever. So, okay. So yeah. So we both like that song a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So the next song on the album is um, called Rope and it goes like this. So rope, uh, I'll go first on this one. All right. The echo at the beginning. Yes. Dun, dun, uh, 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 that's cool. I really like that. I love the like the vocals. You know, this indecision's got me climbing up the wall. Like it's just it's a cool sound yeah. on his voice. It's not the screaming. You might get a little screaming in a bit. Um, but the styles is kind of a mellow, a mellow vocal from him. Right. Not like soft, but mellow. There's a difference, I think, because there's definitely some soft ones later. Um, the melody, that melody of this and this and it's just a cool melody. Um, you know, and then the chorus, give me some rope, I'm coming. That's right. a freaking awesome melody. I, know. I like the fact that he says, you know, that it's talking, the word is rope and he uh-huh. says, I'm coming loose. Uh-huh. I'm hanging on you. I'm pulling for you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's all stuff that rope would do. I thought right. that's, that's cool that he did that. I was like, and then the melody's insane. Um, 
Like I'm, I was like, literally, I wrote down, I almost can't take it. There's so many great melodies on this. It's so awesome. Um, the the riff has a cool melody, you know, because mm-hmm. they're playing that behind. There's a little lead bit that's going on in there too. The drums again yes. just sounds so good, and he's doing little accents and that ride that he's doing during the chorus. It's just the timing of it. It's, oh, it's it, when, it, when it's you know, cool. When one instrument stops playing, uh-huh. there's another instrument to access that, like oh, put yeah. an accent on that empty space, and it's just it's smooth. It's just a smooth transition to it. But the drums, like he, like he literally plays with the riffs, mm-hmm. you know. This, it's just that's really cool to me. But to me, this is another song that's just got lots of melodies. Yes. The, the, the verses have good melody. The yeah. chorus is good melody. The song's just awesome, you know. And then at the end, there's you get this little. Mm-hmm. It kind of sings that last bit, and then it ends. Uh huh. It's another good. It's another thumbs up for me for sure. Absolutely. What do you think? Like you said, <laughs> in the in the beginning when they're. Uh, it's almost to me. It's like the, the guitars are singing to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like one. I know it's an echo. There's some cool leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it goes. Yeah, it just like it just sounds like it's it's singing back. Yeah, and it. That's cool. It just creates this like another great intro, and all I really wrote about this song is that I really liked some of the the lyrics. One was. Been cheating gravity and waiting on the fall. That's cool. And it, it, to me, that's like he's things are going too good, and he's just waiting on something bad to happen. And Interesting. That, and I thought that was that's kind of how it read to me. Sure. And then one was uh, uh, when you go, I come loose. So, like it, it just it just spoke with me. It's like yeah. he's going. When you go, I come left. Yeah, it's just like, I, I think that when you go, I come loose. Yeah. Is meaning he needs this person to. Sure, that's cool. Yeah, so. Any more lyrics? No, those were. Those I like, I like, I'm a lyric person too. Sometimes I can really get it. I, I didn't have time to, like, I read through all the lyrics last night because I was yeah. trying to follow along, but I was. There's so many things. I just kept thinking the melody here, the melody here. Yeah. I've got a lot of lyrics written down later too. So cool. Okay, so um, the next song on the album is called "Dear Rosemary."
So I, I do want to add this. I think it's cool that like when he goes, he goes, um, you know, he goes, you're part of me. You are, you are, you are your, and then right before he goes, Rosemary, please pardon me. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. it's the same yeah. exact thing he does to intro the song. Yes. Which is really cool. I didn't, I've never, I didn't even notice that earlier. So before you say what you think, um, this features a guy also on vocals mm-hmm. named Bob Mould, Mould, yes. and he is from a band called Husker Du. Mm-hmm. No idea. I've heard of him. Don't know anything about him. That's all. I just wanted to say it, though, because he is, yes. he, as I said, Dave Grohl considers this a duet. Yes. So what do you think of Dear Rosemary? It, it is definitely a great song with catchy drums. Uh, I didn't really write too much about the song. I think it's, it has you the the other guy. What was his name? Bob Mould. Mold. Bob Mould. We'll call him Mould because Mould. Okay. Mould just sounds Bob like, Mould. Here to fix your mold problem. <laughs> Bob Mould. Yeah, Bob Mould here to fix your mold problem. <laughs> uh, he definitely had this unique voice. Yeah, you know, and he like deep. Yes, but he it's it's odd, but mm-hmm. he I, I, just the way he backs up Dave Grohl's yes. vocals, and it, it just sounded really. Harmonic? I think he... Har, <laughs> Harmonic? Harmonious? Maybe. He said They said when Dave Grohl... One of the things it said is when he wrote this song, he wrote it specifically to sing it with this guy, too. Right. And his, this guy's like one of his idols. Apparently, he really? likes Husker Du. So, Husker Du? That's the name of the band. Um, but I, I did get a lyric out of here. Okay, what you got? Considering I'd still say I'm in my youth. But he yeah, says, definitely. He says, truth ain't gonna change the way you lie. Youth ain't gonna... Change the way you die. I got that one, and uh, yeah, that was that's just a strong. It's cool. It's it's, it's, just, it's interesting. Makes you yes. think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but honestly, that's what I have. That that okay. that the duet. Yeah, and uh, the the drums. Yeah. Okay, so I, yeah. I I think they stick out. A I lot definitely got a lot written down here. Um, cool. I like the little lead line when it kicks in, which is basically part of the melody that comes later. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I, I really like the way it starts. You got away, got away, got away from me. Now get away, get. I like the bit, and I like the way it's 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 not mellow like the last song was when he first started, but it's just a more uh, it's just a, a, a easier tone on your like him, you know, because he sings, he goes from screaming to very soft singing, so he does everything, and that's just I like the way I like the tone of his voice in there. Yeah, um, and again the melody right there. You got away, you got. I like you know. Uh, and then I like the bit where um, gets the, I guess I would call this the bridge or not the bridge uh, the pre-chorus. Shall I go? Shall Shall I go on and on and on and on again? I mean that's that's another killer melody. I'm yeah. like God dang. Uh, and then the chorus, Rosemary, you're part of me. You know you are. You are. You are. That's another killer melody. You want to hear another killer melody? Truth ain't gonna change the way you lie. You think gonna change the way you die. That's another great melody. Yes. There are all these, like four melodies right there. Like I literally, know. the last the last line of the verses is, is the end of that great melody. Mm-hmm. Then the pre-chorus. Then the chorus has two melodies. Mm-hmm. Holy. Mm. <laughs> so good. Um, and then uh, then there's another bit, like toward the end of the song. I'm just kind of going through the melodies. The melodies yeah, is the thing that just blows me away in this. Yeah. Because the, there's one where he goes, I'm... Here from now on, but once I'm gone. And he's singing with the other guy, and they both yeah. go, I'm gone. It's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And then, um, 
You know, and then they kick right back into that. Truth ain't gonna change. That's just a cool line, too. Yeah. Truth ain't gonna change the way you lie. Mm-hmm. And you think gonna change the way you die. I mean, it's just two rhymes, but man, but truth ain't gonna change the way you lie. But they're both true. I mean, truth ain't gonna, just, yeah. If someone's a liar, it doesn't matter what the truth is. They're gonna change the way they lie. Yeah. Such cool lines. The song is just so full of melodies. I just, like, I'm blown away. I mean, like, because yeah. I listen to a lot of bands and there's melodies, but man, I'm just like, like they said, reading about it, he's like, I wanted to just cram as many, and I'm just like, wow. He like he set out to do it, and he did it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like it happened on accident; it was on purpose. So right. Okay, so the next song, which I'll go first on, is called "White Limo." And if you have you ever seen the video for this, I can't it, say I it's have. got um, one of my least favorite singers of all time. Really cool dude, one of my least favorite singers of all time, Lemmy from Motorhead, uh-huh. is driving a limousine around. Is I, he really? I, that's the only thing I remember about the video is Lemmy's driving the limo. So. I can't say I've seen it. So here's, uh, here's White Limo. So this is another song where I didn't really write down as much about melodies. The melodies are cool, you know, but this is what, here's what I wrote down. I said, uh, he said that he wrote the lyrics in two minutes because someone said, hey, every song you write doesn't have to be Imagine, you know, by John Lennon. You can write something that's just goofy or whatever. So he, so he did that, you know, the, the, the riff, obviously when you hear it, it's this really, it almost sounds like it's pulled back as far as sonically. Yeah. It doesn't sound as well produced when it first starts at that, dun, 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 and then it all kicks in, and then you get that. Mm. And I'm like, well, I hear that. I'm just like, you just know this dude's pissed off, and you're about to hear about it, you know. And I really, I don't like. I said, I read the lyrics last night, and I was kind of laughing at him. Uh-huh. And I do like, you know, because na 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 na. And then he gets that one part. He's like, he's just like, and I'm like, the same voice, like that's still screaming. Yes. And that's impressive. It's just, it sounds cool. And like, you just, you can't help but just be bobbing along really hard with this. I mean, I'm driving down the road. I got to keep my foot off the gas because I'm just like, okay. So, but yeah, I love that. At the beginning, it's so cool. You know, the vocals kick in and I was like, you know, it's going to be intense. Yes. That's what I said. That reminds you. It's going to be intense. And then as soon as he starts singing, you're like, okay, that's why he told, that's why he gave us that little hint. Um, and like I said, I don't really know what they're saying, but I just can't, I scream along while I'm dry. I don't know. I have no idea what any of the lyrics are, but I'm screaming along in the car. I know some of them, but yeah, you, it's just, it's just one of the songs you just like, you feel like you have to, 
get something out. And it like you just scream with him. And there is a bit it, I wrote down at the three minute and two second mark. Isn't that, is that near the end? It's that scream. Oh my gosh. So I got it. I got my phone right here at two minutes and 58 seconds. So I just want to play that little quick bit because I think it's where it stops. Yes. He. God dang, that's awesome. <laughs> That was one thing I was going to point out. That scream. That go ahead. Scream. You go ahead, man. I'm, that's all I got. That, that's all you got. You tired out over there. Oh, man. My. You know, there wasn't a whole lot it, other than just, like, this song goes hard. It is their heaviest song, excluding their newest Dream Widow album. Okay. I, I won't count that. I think that's, that was, just, I think that's just Dave Grohl. It I don't is think just any of the other Dave guys Grohl. are on it, yeah. But it, it's technically under... Kirsty was telling me about that one a while yeah. back. <laughs> but it, 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 that's a great album. But anyways, uh, this is their heaviest record. Foo Fighters song. Yes. Okay. And uh, I also thought it was interesting when we went to go see them a concert. They did play this. Yeah. And I looked at some of the other set lists for other shows because I just wanted to see what they were playing. I don't know if you know the song, but it is quite literally the opposite. It is their most... Tender, soft, tender, soft song. Big it? me, I've on heard their very first album. It's it's just very light drums. It's, when I talk about it, oh yeah, yeah, carry on. That's was replaced by White Limo. Wow, and I just thought that I was like, that's funny, perfect for their. I would have loved to hear that song too, but yeah. this song, I mean, just hearing them scream. Live, oh man, that was so good. But that definitely that last scream. Oh god, when when it, it, it's just you know. It's building. It, it, it's building. It's like down and it stops. And it's like and, boom. He, and he just screams. <gasps> it's like that's I, as hard as he can scream. Just pretending, just pretending to do that scream. Like I got done, and my whole face just yeah. feels blood red, <laughs> boiling. Like just, it's such a good feeling, though. It's, it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's just yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but listen to that song and just really just uh, get into it. It's so good. So it's really it's a big contrast from anything else on the album. Yes, but um. Anything else they've put out ever. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So the next song is called Arlandria. And I don't know if you know this, but I read Arlandria is a neighborhood that he lived in when he was younger. In Alexandria, Sweet Virginia. Really? Yeah, because he said, I lived in Virginia, in Ale- near Alexandria, in a neighborhood, and the neighborhood was called Arlandria. He had a song Wh- called Sweet Virginia. Does he? Well, I mean, he even says that song, My Sweet Virginia... You know, oh, he maybe, says maybe he says it I'm in he says it in Arlandria. So here's how Arlandria goes, real quick. Ain't that the way it always starts? A simple round of conversation became a shameful equation. I flipped you station to station.
I made it stop. <laughs> I'm not made... God, though. So. Oh. Okay, so uh, were you taking this one? You're taking this one first, right? Uh, no, I believe it's... I think no, you, yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you did number... Yeah, you're odd, you're odd numbers on even, so this is number five. Track five, Arlandria. Aaron, take it. Just a wonderful song. It, uh, it, I'm, I'm already blanking on the beginning, just going through the whole song. Just the... One thing that really stands out is the... the this, the hi hat, dun 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 Definitely one of the strongest parts of the song. Where it, it's a great build. It, it, it breaks everything down. Yeah. It seems to be a, a common thing in this album. He came from that. I mean, literally, if you think of he came from Nirvana, he yes. brought a lot of that into this he did. album. They're, they're yeah. Maybe into all their stuff, but I know it's it definitely... Might be controversial to say, but I think he improved it. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Foo Fighters, yeah, he's a... It's amazing to think... What if Kurt never would have killed himself or died? Would he have? And if he would have, let's imagine Dave Grohl would have stayed in Nirvana forever. Which, or I don't think he would have. I think he had too much in him. Because Hayes oh, said okay. he wanted to do a solo album anyway. Really? Because so, he'd already had like a lot of that Foo Fighter stuff written. You know, because he recorded that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what year it was. 70, not even that 70. 98, 97. Anyway, I remember buying it when yeah. it first came out and I didn't like it. It, was just, really? it wasn't heavy. I wanted something heavier than that. Because you like that, I really that like song it. you named. What was that, the one? Big Me. Yeah, Big Me. I was... I think that that is one of the lighter songs, but I think they have some. I don't. But it's been a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I don't even remember. I went back and listened to it actually this last week. It was there's some there's some interesting yeah. like sounds you haven't heard. Uh, I don't have too much. On okay, this I've got song. like as you can see, I've got like almost a whole page written. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Man. So, um, so this gets us back to the more normal style after White Limo. Uh, it's got that little riff, and then it gets quiet. Guess that's the way it always. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's funny how you. Guess that's the way it always starts. A simple round of conversation. It gets quiet, yeah. you know. Um, and then the drums come in, like you said. Uh, then the the build, and then you know, and then and then the melody. You used to say I couldn't save you enough, so I've been saving it up. And when you said I couldn't give you enough, I started giving you up. I, I love it's, that. That's a it's such a great melody. Um, then there's another melody that, uh, use me up, spit me out, let me be your hand me down, shame, shame, go away. Come again, just screaming it out. Yeah. And then the bit where he says, you know, my sweet Virginia, I'm the same as I was. And that's such a, oh, the melody is so good. The harmonies and all that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get, we get to another soft part. It's going to build up like you were talking about. And, uh, and these are the lyrics. These are all the lyrics that he says there because I love that part so much. I wrote them all. Shame, shame, go away. Come again some other day. Memories keep haunting me. Help me chase them all away. Hush, hush, settle down. It's getting a little bigger right there. Mm-hmm. Button up, don't make a sound. Close your eyes, turn around. Help me burn this to the ground. Uh, wait. Come now. Come now, take the blame. That's okay, I'll play the game. I don't care, it's all the same. Watch it all go up in flames. He's, Use me up, spit me out, let me be your hand me down. Fame, fame, go away. Come again, You used to say I could. Yeah. And the melodies, I'm just, I just, I'm just so blown away. I love melodies and harmonies. And they, whether it's all Dave and he's harmonizing with himself and they're mixing it together, whatever it is, man, those harmonies are so good. The melody, the, 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 melodies that he wrote that they wrote together 
work so well with the the light parts, the big buildups. It's just it's these songs are just perfect songs. I mean, it's they just really are. So, uh, I did remember the uh, song. It wasn't Sweet Virginia. That was was I was getting that from the song, but it was Virginia yeah. Mu- Virginia Moon. Okay, was the song. Not their best song. Okay, and it, I, I wouldn't recommend it to you. Don't it's very it soft. Okay. I like some soft, some soft, uh, soft stuff, but I just. I know you like heavy. More. Yeah, I like some heavy stuff too. So the next song, speaking of heavy, let's get into these days. One of these days, the ground will drop out from. Sweet guitar at the beginning, mm-hmm. the, the, and I think most a lot of the lyrics kind of revolve around death in different so. ways. One of these days, the ground will drop from beneath your feet. You know, maybe being in a grave. You know, your heart will stop and play its final beat. You know, their bombs will drop and silence everything, which is another way of death. You know, yes. uh, you know the clocks will stop and time won't mean a thing. Uh, your heart will. Was it say? Uh, there's one thing where he says something, and he says, uh, and pain will disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another death. Yes. You know. Um, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the melody, you know, when he just, but it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I said, it's all right. And then when you hear easy for you to say, like, as I started thinking about it, like, you know, it's like someone saying, Hey, everything's going to be all right. Easy for you to say, mm-hmm. you know, you're not in this. And yeah. I thought that's a pretty cool line. I didn't really think about it that way until I was just kind of analyzing it a little more, but your heart's never been broken. Your pride's never been stolen. What a great melody, you know, another yes. one. Um, you know, and then one of these days, I bet your heart will be broken and your pride will be stolen. You know, I bet. Uh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of these, I think I might've said this lyric, uh, you're one of these days, your eyes will close and pain will disappear. One of these days you will forget to hope and learn to fear, which 
I think that's becoming an adult, you know, becoming a little right. of age or whatever. And you kind of start realizing the world's not just what you think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, it's all right. You know, don't say it's I like that part. You know, yeah, it's all right. Don't say it's all right. You know, all that stuff. That's the, the melodies in this song. Um, I like the end of the end of the song, you know, don't know new one of these days. You know, uh, whatever he says, uh, your heart will stop and play. It's fine, though, beat. Dun, 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 but it's all right. Easy for you. To burn. It kicks back in. Oh, so good. So good. Another thumbs up here. What about you? Oh, it's definitely a thumbs up for me. Uh, it, all the lyrics, there's so much meaning behind them. Like you said, they're, you know. Yeah. Very strong. I think what I got the most out of it is that for some reason, I read it as in. Nothing's worse than heartbreak. Heartbreak sucks. Yes. And he's like, you know, he's saying one day the ground will fall out from beneath you. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, your pain will disappear. All these different things. And then they're saying, easy for you to say. Mm-hmm. Your heart has never been broken. Your mm-hmm. pride has never been stolen. Not yet. He's saying, you've never been through the, what yeah. I've been through. Right. And he's like, don't tell me that, you know, things could happen. It's not, yeah. You know, it's easy for. Don't you. say it's all yes. right. Don't say it's all right. Yeah, it's not all right. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you covered most of it. It, it. It's just a. Yeah. There's so much meaning behind. Oh, I think every lyric, every verse. There's. This is very well thought out. Yeah. Yes. It. Every, bunch of. Yeah. Strong. I, I literally just have written on my pad strong message. That's a, that's wait. it. You know, and the, a big difference in this and the Foo Fighters between me and you is you're a big fan of the Foo Fighters, I and am. I'm a big fan of this album. So yeah. that's that's where yeah, my man. fandom really is. And I, it makes me realize though that I need to at some point go, and I've done it a little bit. I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm kind of busy a lot. <laughs> you are Uncle Steve. Yeah. So, so, uh, and the funny thing is, Aaron never calls me Uncle Steve in real life. I have never called him Uncle Steve until he's been on this podcast. That so. is correct. So the next song is called Back and Forth. It's track seven, so you'll be going first on this one. Once upon a time I was somebody else In another life I sold myself way back then Back when I was new Somewhere down the line I started to slip Years gone by
Back and forth. Uh, I, I don't think there's too much to say about the song. I feel like this was one of the more basic songs okay. on the album. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I do I do love the, the part where, you know, it sounds like it's coming from left to right. The, now you got... I don't know what he says. Now you got a bunch of... Flowing back and forth in the ears. Yeah, and then and then the drums. Oh, he says just, you got a lot of nerve. You got a lot. Oh, is that of what he nerve. says? And then the and then Taylor's hitting it on the end of his the yeah, just like no, like every end of the switch. Like so, say if it's in headphone, okay. your their left headphone, he hits it, and that's what the, it and then it That's switches. Cool. And it, 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 I thought that was a really good. Okay. I don't know is that if that's a bridge or if it's just a. That you got a lot of nerve thing. Yeah, that, I don't I think, think it that's would be a before the chorus. I'd call it the pre-chorus if it was me. Okay, but that's all I really have. There. Okay, so for me, uh, you know, it, it starts kind of quick with everybody playing. You mm-hmm. know, it doesn't. It, there's not a big, you know, and then you know, Dave singing the line. It's got a good beat. The verses are pretty good. The pre-chorus is the first thing on the album that I don't like. Really, you got a lot of nerve. I mean, I get the I get the going back the, yeah. the sonic what they did sonically with the headphones right. and l- listening side to side, but you know, this is the, like literally when this song played when I first listened to this the other day, I didn't know what it was. I was like, "What song is this?" Really? Like I really didn't even recognize it at first. I mean, I kind of it kind of, but I, this is one that I skipped all the time. I never yeah. I, I would I skip this. I it's not a really this is the first seven songs in. It took seven songs in to get one that. And I said the melodies aren't bad, I just don't like it a lot. It's just not great. Seven songs in, I think you're, you know. I agree, and I can still listen to it. It's just not one. It would probably be one of the few I do skip. I li- I listened to the album six or seven times this week total, and by the sixth or seventh time, I just was like, I know enough about this one to skip it. Now, when I listened last night, I had to listen just, but yeah. but yeah, this is for me. That's just a skipper. So. I agree. So the next song is called A Matter of Time. I go first on this one, I believe. Let's change the subject to someone else. You know, lately I've been subject to change. Normally I really
So, uh, okay. A matter of time. You know, it's got a cool feedback bit right at the beginning. And then the, you know, the cool riff and guitar all comes in. And, you know, then the, everything comes in and eventually gets to Dave. You know, we're singing really low. Let's change the subject to someone else. That's a good line. Let's change the subject. To, like, I'm Dave Girl. Everyone talks to me and about me all the time. Let's change the subject to someone else. Uh, I like the melody in that. Um, the whole you're one to talk, the heart is a clock. I like that line a lot. I think that's a good line, too. Uh, then another melody. It doesn't matter much to me if it doesn't matter much to you. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then they get to the chorus. It's just a matter of time. Another good melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the line. Uh, My past is getting us nowhere fast. And then another line I love. Nowhere seems like somewhere to go. Yeah, I've said that line to people before. Yeah. Um, you know, then the, the the part there's a part where they uh, where there's harmonies involved, and he says, "Doing my time for line after line." And there's a harmony. I don't know who's singing with him, if it's him or Taylor or who. But I think it, it could be him. I, it's hard to tell. Yeah. I don't think Taylor really starts singing until an album, like two albums later, okay. like where he started being on the album. Because was Taylor in the band on the third album? Because I know you said the second he album. He was on tour with them on the second album. Okay, so he was. So yeah, I think okay. it was the first. So it would have been okay. That makes sense. But then there, there's another bit that I really love where he's like, where he's like, where the hell were you? Ooh, I love yeah. that. That the harmony on that is just so. Gosh, just so good. And uh, Taylor Hawkins drumming in this song again is yes. just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that's really cool. Is Dave? There's bits in the song where Dave's voice goes from singing to really I don't know how you would do like just throaty and just uh, you know just intense like it goes from soft to intense like in the middle in the midst of one line and it's just so he has good control over it I mean like I can't imagine how he has a voice after all these years but um, there's I also wrote this down I know I know know what I'm going at four minutes and twenty nine seconds. Dave has another really cool scream. Yes. So I'm going to start it at 421 and uh, just to play it really quick because I won't edit this in. You know what? Okay. Here it comes. That was the end of the song, man. I just love that scream. So another. I love that too. Go it's ahead. The end of it's, the, yours now. it's the end of that song. Yeah. But it's the beginning of the next. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm always a sucker for like tie over songs. Yeah. I love it. it when the album feels like not one big song, but everything kind of carries seamless. over. It's yeah. very seamless. Yeah. I don't think I really need to talk a whole lot about everything because you've already said it all. <laughs> okay. I, and, and I think that's going to be most, you know, of this album is yeah. that we have this we very like it, si- yeah. very similar opinions you know it's very that song is very okay uh, I can, I still don't know the word harm good harmonious is that really the word harmony yeah. Yeah, there's lots of harmonies good harmonies there are, there are very good harmonies yeah. in the song and like you said the scream at the end yes. where Love they, it. They, you know they just and I there's one part and I don't know <laughs> if it's at the end yeah it it does that, but it comes back just with the guitar. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I You know what I'm talking about. I don't know yeah. what they do. It's they'll, just, it's they'll, just they'll hear, if they hear, go listen to it. If they, if they like what they hear in a little bit, then they'll... 
And then we might, they go, because I listened to a podcast one time years ago, and it was about a band I hate called uh, Cheap Trick. I hate Cheap Trick. Yeah, Never not, been a fan. They're not, not They're not the worst, not but I just they're not for me at all. Yeah. And I listened to a podcast, and these two guys went on for an hour and a half about how incredible this album was. And I just was like, I must be missing something, mm-hmm. because they're going on and on and on and on. I'm going to listen to that album. Yeah, I didn't like it anyway. <laughs> but I liked one <laughs> song. Story. Like there was one song, but there was one song. But I mean, sometimes you hear people talking about it and like, man, these guys are both loving this. I need to at least check it out once and give it a shot. So hopefully, someone will give it a shot. So oh, I would love if someone get yeah. just, just from this. So so awesome. the next song is called "Miss the Misery," which was trying to start a second ago, but I rewound it, mm-hmm. rewinded it with my iPhone. You rewinded it. <laughs> so, so here's here's the intro of "Miss the Misery." Uh, Miss the Misery number nine. What's what tell us about Miss the Misery? <laughs> Every other song, this. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I don't have too much to say about the song. This was one of the other ones that I don't. Ooh, okay. I, I like I said, I can go through and listen to this whole album. Yeah, this is one I wouldn't. I would definitely wouldn't skip this one. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I do like the. Get in and let's go. Like that's, the, that's Aaron, Matt. That's not me. <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, but honestly, go. Like I said, okay, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember why I, I ranked them where I did. Okay. We'll Maybe if it. I talk about it, you'll remember. Yeah. That. So me, I like the beginning where that has that. Uh, I like that bit. Like I, I said, uh, well when we played it a second ago for yeah. the Patreon thing. Uh, I like the melody in the verses. The bass sounds really good in this song. Like you can hear it really good. Yeah. If you listen back, you'll hear it's really, 
Um, I figure, like I said earlier, you got Dave's vocals, guitar, and Taylor's drums, mm-hmm. and harmonies, and melodies, and the bass is just somewhere down there in the, you know, it's there. If you're, maybe bass players notice it, but I just, you know, I'm just listening. And, and, and so anyway, but the album title came from this song. I didn't know if you knew that. I did. Okay. That was, they, don't, don't change your mind. You're yeah. wasting. I thought you said your wasted life. That's just what I always thought the lyric was. That's hardcore I, right there. I read it last night. <laughs> yeah, don't change your mind. You're wasted life. You're wasted life. <laughs> <laughs> you're, what's the line I'm trying to think of? Waste of skin and life. <laughs> I'll have to play that for you later. Uh, it's something it sounds from like Megadeth. It is. It's something the lead singer of Megadeth said. He called a guy a waste of skin and life. He called him a duke. Called him a dewclaw. You a know what dewclaw is? On a, it's a it's a little extra paw on a dog. A little extra oh, yes. that does nothing. It has uh-huh. no value. You're a dewclaw. Yeah, I have to play it. Um, but then um, another great melody in this song is when he goes, "Been waiting all your life, your wish has come and true. Bless your heart." That's that's a great melody. Um, you know the miss the misery. Need a reason for it. And then there's another part where they do that again. Where it's like, Miss the Misery. Bum, bum, Need a read That whole ba da da The drums and the guitar is so good. Um, and I wrote it down. I said, the part where they sing Miss the Misery and the drums and the guitar are like, da da da. Yeah. <laughs> I had to write it because I was like, yeah, I don't want to forget that. I did. I wrote da da da. Um, the song's not like really intense or fast, it's yeah. a little more subdued type of beat. But man, the beat's good. There's, I think there's a lot of power and emotion in the lyrics. Um, uh, not in the lyrics, but in all, everything. Mm-hmm. And then I just said, hell, the whole album is that way. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so good. So the next song, track number 10, is called I Should Have Known. I should have known the arpeggiated guitar at the beginning with Dave's vocals. The, I think it's a cello. Sounds like yes. it's playing. God, it, it adds so it adds so much. Yeah, it, it, uh, with the nice soft vibe going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it starts it, and this this song is I think a, one of the best examples on this album of a song that is a building the entire time, the entire time, like until the, whole, the very end. Yes, and and it just crescendos, man. It's just it builds and builds and builds, and and his vocals build. 
through the song and they get a little more intense and a little more intense and you know toward uh you know the no I could not forgive you yet where he's just literally screaming no I could not for that yeah, bit oh where it's really punchy yeah well no with the part where it's like you know where the everything yeah like, oh. really punchy yeah like, I guess he goes no I could it's like, no I couldn't yeah. <laughs> I can't I, I lost the beat but I love that you know uh, maybe you was right didn't want to fight I should have known mm-hmm. you know uh but the whole I could not forgive you yet with the no, I could not fuck. It's just, it's so intense. It's just very, you can tell there's a lot of passion in what he's singing because supposedly he had a friend that committed suicide or something or died around this time. And it really, but he said, but said, yeah, this was written. He said in an interview it was written about partially about Kurt Cobain killing himself as well. So I was really? like, it's pretty big, you know, because every song, you know, like I remember back in the day when There Goes My Hero. Oh, that's about Kurt Cobain. I remember the first time I read, that's got to be about Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain's not his goddamn hero. Yeah. At least, he probably was a hero to him, but not for yeah. not as much as people want to play into it. But this, he literally said that. So I thought that was cool. So, but I, I I love the melodies, I love the harmonies, I love everything in this song. The cello. What do you think about this song? <laughs> uh, it's just like every every time you you speak on a song, it, I agree with it. The, you agree? The, the cello and the on that first build up. Yeah. And I feel like there's sections where it. You said it builds up the whole song. I feel like it builds up. Plays a little builds up. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the builds it, it builds to a certain point, yes. and then and it, it stays there, and then it gets a little yes. bit more. Yeah, it's not like it. It doesn't go down and, and then back up and, and down. And then that first build up, they have that cello, yeah. and it, oh, it's just beautiful. It fits. So and then, good. and then when it drops into the drums, to the yeah, yeah, it's just it's a wonderful song. Yeah, and I think it was it's one of the last few lyrics. I didn't write it down. It was maybe I was right, maybe I was wrong. I should have known. Yeah. And he's going, I should have known. And then he goes, I know I cannot forgive. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it's just like the way he sings that. I mean, no, I could not forgive you. Let it's just a po- I could not forgive you yet is a powerful line to it sing is. about someone or anyone. It's powerful. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can apply it. You know, it's 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 not a. Uh, it's it's what do they call it? It's an ambiguous lyric. You could apply that to anything in your life you wanted to. You know. So, anything else on that song? No. Okay, well, the album closer you're going to go first on is, it's, uh, <laughs> wait a minute, the, um, hold on one sec here, the album closer you're going to go first on is called Walk. Talk about walk. 
Um, with respect. Respect. The song Walk. <laughs> Are you talking to me? What'd you say? Walk on home, boy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no way, punk. <laughs> um, I. That uh, lose mess your train of thought of. Yeah. Uh, I. Th- I think. I think I almost need to hear it again. Um, the song builds up. It, it, it is one of the other songs that. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. You want to hear the intro a little bit? You want to hear the. Yeah, you know that? I'll give you a little bit. Here we go. It helps. I love that drum bit there. I know. You hear the bass? The bass is really low, but... Mm-hmm. But you hear the bass really good there, too. Bass is very loud. I love it. I like that drum bit. No, I know why. Boom, boom. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I for a Uh-oh. single on this album. Yeah. One of my least favorite singles. Wow. Okay. My least favorite singles. Very. Uh, now I'm really interested in our rankings. Uh, it's not. <laughs> Might my, give a little way there, but go I ahead. like. No, 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 no. I don't think it is. I just think it's. I don't know. There's just something about it. Of it's the five a, singles they released, you don't think it's one of the stronger ones? I I, I think it's one of the stronger songs yeah. on the album. I just don't think it's it's almost like generic in my and maybe that's could, I, you know it I, could and be. I, and I really do like the lyrics. They know? were writing to their own formula to the right. Foo Fighter formula. So yeah, it, you know. I do like the lyrics, you know, learning to walk again. It, it's, he's obviously gone through something. And, well, there's a part when he says, um, um, I'm getting good at starting over. Like yeah, something's ended and he's having to start over again. Yeah. I'm getting it, good it, at it. It's a, it's a trait. It's a it trait. happens a lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's learning to walk again. It's not yeah. like, I'm learning to, I mean, it, it's something that's repeatedly happening. Something got to sh- crawl before you can walk. Yeah, you got to crawl. <laughs> but uh, I, I just I like it, okay. and I, I like how it does build up. You know, for the very last time, for the very first time, whatever. Don't you pay no mind, set me free. Hey, you're reading my notes. To keep, I, I do like that when okay. it, it. You're gonna like it better after I hear mine. You're gonna be like, yeah, it is really good. Okay. Okay, so I, I like the little the, the, the very sweet arpeggiated bit. Yeah. You know, it's very uh, happy sounding. Mm-hmm. It, like you like, hey, you know, it's good. You know, because I should have known it's very dark. Yes. Um, so the contrast there, even from really dark to really light. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says a million miles away. You're signaling the distance to whom it may concern. Like he's almost like he's getting a letter. Yeah. You know, or you know, I think I lost my way. I'm getting good at starting over. You know. And the the melody there is pretty good. I like the melody. And then you hear the, the just the bass drum. Doo, doo. It's no, but I keep wanting to do it doo, 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 with the cymbal. But yeah. it's just do 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 do, which is interesting that they didn't have a hi hat there. Not there, um, but they do later. Yeah, yeah. And they with the same. Yeah, yeah. But the learning to walk again. I believe I waited long enough. Is a great melody. Mm-hmm. And then everything jumps in. Do you remember the days we built these paper mountains and sat and watched them burn? Just melodies, just more <laughs> melodies. You know, like I said, I'd use that word a lot. Uh, the chorus, learning to walk again. I believe I've waited long enough. You know, that's a you know, learning to talk again. 
you know, for the very first time, you know, set me free, you know, and then I don't remember all the other lines, but uh, I know he says, I'm on my knees, I'm praying for us, forever, whatever, and then he's just screaming, I never want to die, I never want to die, you know, I'm on my knees, I never want to die, oh, that's, that. that's in, it's I'm intense, dancing, and I'm it's, dancing on my grave, I'm running through the fire, yes. forever, whatever, I never want to die, I mean, that's, you know, it, it, I'm not learning to bump, bump, yeah. bump. That's just a such a killer it stop start. It, so, and I, I I don't know why it. I just felt like for my rating there was just better. That's okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, well, look, like, which is hard. Well, you're, you it, look hard at, to put that song. You're looking at an album and saying, like I said to someone, I was telling Kurt Kirsty, you're you're there you're about to start. Kirsty, Kurt Cobain. I was like, "What'd you tell him?" I was telling Kirsty about my like ranking these songs, and I just said, "I didn't tell her what album it was. I didn't want her to know because I yeah. usually she's she gets the inside scoop a lot. So I didn't. I thought I wanted to have a surprise. I didn't yeah. tell her who was coming on, what album we were doing. I just said, but I like ten out of eleven. I said ten out of eleven songs are great for me. Mm-hmm. I said, but you know, ranking them, you have to really pick them apart. And go, I don't like this chorus quite as much. So I have to. So, so be o- overall, I love this song. I love the song. It's just a great song. It is, it's it another is, great song. It's it another great song on an album that has 10 out of 11 for me. So, I mean, an album where 10 out of 11 are killer songs for me, I mean, that's that's rare. Yes. I mean, you get an eight... Iron Maiden had a lot of eight-song albums. Yeah. You know, sometimes seven out of eight were good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes six out of eight, you know. Yeah. Sometimes five out of eight. You know, five incredible songs yeah. on an album, it's, it's, you'll, it's good. You'll deal with a little bit of fluff if you have to. Right. But ten out of eleven is just—I mean, ninety was it ninety percent, roughly ninety-one percent? Yeah. Of the 91. album is. Um, now we're gonna do the really, really, really hard part. Now we're gonna rank them. It's and easy for me to read this though, and it's hard to justify what. When you I say, think. you know, when you say that, I'm, I, you know, what you say when you just say, that, I'm gonna be like, easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the way we do this, we have it. It's called council's order. Right from. Least best, least to best, best to best, best because the counselor. Yes, I have heard of him in North Ireland, Northern yes. Ireland. The honorable counselor, Sir Richard Holmes of the Ulster Unionist Party, in Garvaugh, <laughs> Northern Ireland. Interesting. This is one time me and Matt ranked him backwards. We yes. did. We went one, and and he kind of sent message, and he was like, he takes is- away. He he he, he kind of uh, admonished us, mm-hmm. and and you know we were just like, hey. We 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 got to make the counselor happy. So I mean, he is absolutely true, though. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Never started. It takes. A, what I, were you, what were you thinking? I don't know what we. Were, I think we had done more than one list or something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, so we're gonna go from ten to one, and I don't want you to look over here because my list is you here. Mean eleven to one. Eleven to one. So let's you can't just get, say that because I know you're on number eleven. I think everyone has from the way you've been talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my number eleven. What's your number eleven? Let's let you go first. We'll go in order here, backwards right. order. Here. Uh, what do you think here? What's your number eleven? Miss the misery. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's okay. I mean, look, it, so, something's got to be. I can. Ex- it's just. It was just when I was listening to the album. Okay. And you know, I started. I, I you rank it once, and then it gets harder as you go down the line because you've already given out these top positions. Well, because you start, yeah, you then you really start analyzing things. So I get you. I, look, look, something. There's nothing. Even the my number eleven is. I've never written a song that good. I know. Not even close. Mm-hmm. 
I, it, it, Not I even just, close to overdose. And I, I just, I, I didn't really in, dive in on the lyrics on that song. That's cool. And That's I, cool. And so I just, I, I did what, what I, I was feeling okay. in it at the moment. And I don't know if I can really justify it. It's just, it's just one of those things that I kind of This is last the, minute. A lot of times when we do lists, I usually do them. I did, you know, I worked through, on it through the week. I just kind of wrote everything down at first. It's like, okay, I got to, because I was working all week and yeah. I, I knew I had time was limited. I was like, okay. Let me just start making a list as I go, and then I'll just uh, tweak it here and there. Right. So, of course, my number 11 is Back and Forth. Yes. That's the one song that I just, literally, if I was putting this on my phone again, what I'll probably do, actually, after we're done, is I'll take it off of my phone, I'll delete it, because I don't even want to hear it again. I just have no interest. Really? Yeah, not at all. So, um, now, and now for me, anything from 10 to 1, the more I listened, some of these became, okay, yeah, this is not as good as this one, quite as good. Right. But they're really close. Yeah. So from really from ten to one is a crapshoot in a way. So I feel like other than my top two or three, everything else is interchangeable. I think other than eleven, I agree. So what is your number? I feel like every one of these is going to shock me, and every one of mine is no. going to shock you. What's your number ten? Uh, back and forth. Okay. Okay. I, I had had really had trouble picking between the, and I just like I was. You just like, kept going think, back I and think, forth. You were was, going back was, and forth. I did. I was going back and forth. You're like I missed the misery, but I'm going back and forth <laughs> between this and. So my number ten, and it's hard to say this because I just gloated on the song. Yeah. A matter of time, is my number ten. Okay. And I think it's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> like this is like a lot of times I do albums. Like I said, the last two or three, I'm like, okay, I know what number. Blah, the top yeah. bottom two are going to be. I know what the bottom two are, and I know, and what, I know the what number one or whatever. But man, on this one, I was like, uh, okay, let's change the subject to someone else, you know? Yeah. So, okay, what is your number nine? I should have known. Ooh, we are going to have some differences here. Holy crap. I really did yeah. like the song. It's, 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 and it was just like, when I. Remember when I called you on the phone and I was like, I already know what my last song's going to be. Yeah. That was what oh, it was wow. going to be. I did, <laughs> I was, when you said that, more, I was like, oh, he's got back and forth there, too. <laughs> but the more I listened to it, I was like, it, it just it, was, it got better. And it was just like... It moved all the way up beautiful. to number 10 and 9. <laughs> that, that's high for the... I mean... I got you, yeah. I, like said, I, mean, I don't know. Matt always says something along the lines of, something's got to be number 9. It, it, it's you know? just like... It's hard to justify when I can't sit down and listen to every song at once. Why? Like, it's just like I listen oh, yeah. to it in order, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, what did I really enjoy the most? What I almost did was made a playlist of the album and put them in the order that I liked them the least. Yeah. And said, okay. Is it getting better? Yeah, and see, yeah. is it keep getting better? And I just didn't have time to do it. So my number nine. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought that would be interesting. I'm doing, an, I'm doing another album review tomorrow with some people, and... I have I've kind of got everything in order. And I thought maybe I should do the thing the thing I just said. That's what I was going to do. So my number nine, uh, I think you've already mentioned it. So it is kind of close for me. Is Miss the Misery? Yeah. At number nine, it's just yeah. It was just one of those songs that I, I, just, I love it. I love I thought, that song, I it, but I just can't. Too. There's just only so much. There's there's only room for one at number one or number two or number three. So you can. Yeah. So back okay. and forth was really close to being my number eleven. Like and you have it okay. Yeah, it just it was just ten. I was just like I was hoping I think we I have, enjoyed it a little. I'm wondering more. if we'll have anything in like exactly the same. So here, I so wonder if we'll have number one. We're gonna find out. Yeah, we'll find. I don't. I don't think we will. Yeah, I don't, I don't okay, think your I number think you, one is gonna okay. be the same as mine. And I don't think you know what I think you think you know, but I don't think you know. I know you. Okay. Anyway, my number nine. Uh, I already said, Miss the Misery. Your number eight. This is where I think you're. I think I'll blow your mind a little bit with my number eight. What's your number eight? Dear Rosemary. 
Okay, okay, I mean... Okay, yeah. What's your number eight? Get ready. <laughs> My number eight is... Uh, white Limo. Really? Yes. Okay. And I struggled because I had it a lot higher, but then I kept thinking... Is it that good? No, it or is. is it just it's, hard? It's, it's awesome, and it gets you. It's a it's a fun song that gets you moving. Mm-hmm. But I thought I put it ahead of Mr. Misery in a matter of time. And I like both of those a lot. Yeah. So it, I get that. It, I, I respect a, that. I th- I think you're you're absolutely right. It's a fun song. I could have put that higher even, but I just kept every time I kept moving it down a notch. I was like, oh, I don't want to move it that low. I want it higher, but I yeah yeah I get so, it. I so get uh, it. yeah. So number seven. What do you got? Number seven. Number seven. Walk. Okay, okay. Um, like I said, I really liked the title, or the... Uh, well, you know what? Songs. You have it at number seven. I thought you were going to put it like number ten, so when you said the way you really? said it. Yeah. No, I, I just I, I just couldn't really come up with anything. It's just... It's just gotcha. I like it. I do. I really do. It, I just... It's one of the songs that I, I would skip. If I, if I was just... I do mm. like to listen to all my music Yeah. together. I don't put. I do like to listen to albums. I'm an album guy. I know you are, and but I, I'm an album guy, and I like to listen to albums. But most of the time, I just put my music on shuffle and just kind of let it go from there. And if I'm not feeling it, which I could see, "Walk" as being one of those songs, I would skip it. Oh well. Now my top Man. songs on this list, I would. I, I would never skip "Walk" unless really? I was unless I just. Only way I would skip it is if I just didn't have time to finish the album and I and I had to turn it off right yeah. then. If I'm skipping, if but I'm I wouldn't sk- skip it. Well, if it was playing and I had an hour to listen to music, I'm not skipping it. I'm just going to keep on going. So if, if I click this album, I wouldn't skip it. Yeah, I, I that's just part of the album. Like, okay, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I just, I like, I think, we're, I think I'm just trying to justify. I think it. pretty, yeah. If you want to justify because you're like, I don't hate this song really. I mean, but you I have really to don't. something has to be there. I mean, yeah. there's only 10, 11 spots, and everyone has to have something. So. My number seven, I think, is the last. Maybe it starts at seven, where they're really, really got more difficult. So my number seven is one of these days. Uh, these days. One of these days, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I, it's, yeah. I, know, I know it's easy for me to say, but uh, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know that uh, my list has never been stolen, not yet. <laughs> But um okay so uh yeah no, one of these days uh, again I love the song I love from from 10 to 1 I love everyone I love everyone I think they all have great melodies they're fun to listen to I don't want to skip any of them okay so I, I don't feel like I have to justify anything because I love all of them it's just something has to be there so now now number 6 though is when I see 6 I'm like holy crap I can't believe that made it to number 6 what's your number 6 a matter of time It's just a okay. Oh, I had it. At ma- I, I was trying to find. It. I had it at number ten. Okay. Okay. I just I I, I liked it. I it's just, a good song. It, it's like, like I said, ten to one. Yeah. It, it's just like, I think what I was feeling at the time, and it, it has something to do with it. Too. I listened to it three times to, and then I ranked it on the third time. Okay. And I was just like, I don't know, just felt right at okay. the time at least. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of time before it changes. Right. So that is correct. My number six. And I was surprised that it made, like I said, I'm looking at it going, how did that get to number six? Because I think it's an incredible song. Mm-hmm. Rope. Really? Yes. I was <laughs> like, golly, how'd that get to number six? I love it. So, But I, like I said, it's hey. just, I just love the song. So, Okay. And yes, I, that is interesting. I know. So uh, so, so number, now we're getting to the top five here. So what's your number five? These days. 
Okay, one of these days. And yeah. So, okay, I had that at seven. You had it at five. That's close enough. That's close together. Yeah. That's the closest I think we've had. Well, back and forth we had it one off. Back and forth, yeah. So. I think we might have. We're getting close. We're getting down yeah. to the nitty-gritty here. So, my number five, uh, I, I think you've named this already. I can't remember. My number five is Dear Rosemary. Do you have that? Have you named that, that one? That was my eight, yeah. Okay, okay. So, I mean, I really like that one. And that one, I almost, I think I had that lower. I had it at number. I think I had it at six, and I had rope at five, and then I just flip flopped those yeah. two. So I did that earlier. So, so uh, now we're into the top four. So what? What's your number four? Alandria. Arlandria. Arlandria. Number four. Okay. Okay. I haven't named that one yet. So uh, interesting. My number four is something you've already named. Walk. It made, really? Yes. It made it, all, it made it past rope. Yes, that's crazy. I think it was just it was just the happy you get yeah. that oh, you get yeah. the the uh, contrast between the prior song uh, and that. So so walk. So okay, uh, your number four was Arlandria. What's your number three? White limo. Okay, okay. And I can't I can't fault it. It's 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 just a feel good song. I could see skip flipping my number three and my number eight. My number eight is White Limo. I think we really might have the first song. We so. might. We might. I'm surprised that you haven't named it yet. That I thought you would. My number three, though, and I could move it down a couple notches. Or this one was at number two. Okay. You should have known this would be at number three, though. But my number three is Arlandria. What you had yeah. at number four. So okay. I really, really. It's a good song. Yes, it, I really. Like it. So I don't know. We might. I, I, I think we have the same first. I don't know if you've named. Oh yeah, you already named that one. Yeah, so yeah, okay. So what's your number two? Okay. No, 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 no. Number one. You name number one because once you say your number two, I it, think we have the same. Certain people are going to know. People like Kirsty, who she's a thinker. She she knows everything already. It's so, like she's already going. He's named all of these. As soon as he says his number two, I know his number one. So, yes. Aaron, what is your number one song from the Foo Fighters album "Wasting Light"? Bridge burning. Wow, that's what I got. It's the best song on the Oh, my God. I, it, it, that was my such, number. When you said that earlier, I was like, my number one was always the same, too. But if I say it, he'll think, because I told you how I did it. I start with the first song, yeah. I, I, I know you said that, and I was just like, and I did the exact same thing. But I was like, I, it just felt right. Like, that song, it just starts the album, oh, man, so and it, it just lays the pavement for all the rest to come. And it's so yeah. good. It's such a good song. Yes, I definitely agree. Oh, we had at least one the same. So wait, now what's your number two? I, I don't, I can't, I haven't kept track. What's your number? Rope. Rope is your number two. It I had is. it at number six. Okay, my number two. What was my number two? Your number two, let's see. See if you remember. I should have known. I should have known was my yeah, number two. That was my number nine. That was it, our furthest one. Yeah, it worked, it worked my, it worked its way up in the list. I had it at first, I had it at, I think I had it at four or three. I had Arlandria at two. Really? That's your number two. I had Arlandria at two. I love, I love the intensity. I love dark. I love dark songs. I get that, yeah. And I really love that. Uh, but Bridge Burning, man, it's just the, there's so many melodies in that one song, it's just incredible. So. It, this the start, does it? Oh. So one, we, so, so we one out of it. 11. We had, we had one. <laughs> We had one song together. <laughs> so uh, so that, that wraps it up, man. That wraps up... Uh, what's the name of this album? Wasting, Wasting Light, Light by... Uh, the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. Um, by far my favorite Foo Fighters album. I mean, I've listened to a couple of other ones, I'm pretty sure. And this one just... this is It's up there with my if, favorite album. If you go read what they say about it on Wikipedia, like everything that we've said about it, just melodies and harmonies and just... 
crammed as much as possible into a four or five minute song. That's what he wanted to do, and he man, he succeeded on a lot of it. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah, I really, really, really love that. I love this album. I was so glad when we did it. I was so glad to actually be listening to it. The first time I listened to it during the week, I was just like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love yeah. this album. And I mean, I knew I liked it a lot. I've always told you. But when you're, especially when you put in that mindset, I'm ranking these. Especially. Especially. <laughs> especially. Especially. Ec- <laughs> especially. Sorry. Scary. <laughs> tweet quote. Quote tweet. Did I ever say, have you heard the story behind that? I did. I said it when I told talked to Vanessa. You listened to that. That's one of the two episodes you've heard. So okay, sorry. Uh, anything else you want to say about the album? It's great. We love it. I I just yeah, uh, it's, I love it. It is one of yeah, my it's one of my favorites artists. too. Do you just want to? I say really want to say that I like I it love a lot. This album. It's so good. And I think I we really should continue wanna, doing podcasts like yeah. This. I really think I people be a, enjoy to hear this, this because. We when just you keep actually talking think about and, it, man. I mean, I mean, we both we have good actually things turn to the say, lights off, and, and we should we, really just keep on doing this. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so, so I'll end actually. It. When I was thinking about it, uh huh. Yeah. I so agree. when I was, yeah, I, I agree I too. Was I really mean, I really about think. About <laughs> I want, so I wanted to just say thank you for a you drove over to my house to come do this podcast. So yes. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate that, oh, sir. Thank you for having it me. It was on. fun to do. It was fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, we just keep on talking over each other, and you know what? I should you should send me that video of me and you that you yeah, were playing earlier, good. and maybe I'll put that at the end of the podcast. Don't see what I'm talking about. The lights on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just keep going on and on. And I don't think I said a real word that whole I don't time. Either, so yeah. So yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. A lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Bye, Uncle Steve. (laughs) Bye, Aaron. All right. Well, there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed not only meeting my nephew Aaron, but I hope you enjoyed our review of the Foo Fighters album, Wasting Light. I hope you agree with us. And if you don't, or if you've never heard the album, please do yourself a favor. Go listen to it. Give it a few listens, man. That is a killer, killer album. So with all that said, that is everything I've got for you this week. Um, So on behalf of myself, on behalf of Kirsty and Matt, who aren't here, who are on vacation right now, uh, or in detention, possibly. Maybe you need to check with Gen on that. But on behalf of myself, on behalf of Kirsty, Matt, on behalf of my daughter, who I had to kick out of the room, <laughs> and on behalf of my nephew, Aaron, 